0: WTEL podcasts are powered by Stanley Steamer Air Duck Cleaning, Delaware's clean air experts. Call 1-800-STEAMER. This probably reflects the overall trends in society, okay? But in the Trump era, breweries and bars increasingly are starting to wear their political affiliations on their sleeves. Even those places are becoming politicized in this era. And writing about that fascinating piece, uh, Josh Noel, reporter writing about beer, among other things, at the Chicago Tribune, chicagotribune.com, and author uh, recently barrel-aged stout and selling out Goose Island, Anheuser-Busch, and how craft beer became a uh, big business. Of course, as you know, we have our beer show, Thirsty Thursday, here on WDEL, Upstate, noon hour. Tomorrow, Rick Jensen will be doing three hours of it. Anyway, uh, Josh, what about it? Uh, did it just start in the last two years, or was it uh, gaining steam before that uh, the idea that a bar or a brewery or something related would be identified politically? Uh, it, it's, been, it's been happening longer than, than just in the last couple of years
1: since, since the rise of Trump, uh, but it has certainly gained steam over the last couple of years. Uh, bars and breweries tend to attract a little bit more of a progressive, uh, progressive crowd in terms of the business owner, um, especially when uh, aligned with the craft beer industry, which is sort of its own offshoot of, of you know, the classic big brands we're used to seeing. Uh, and, and they've often identified uh, and, and sort of stuck their necks out on, on the left-leaning issues a little bit.
0: Well, you know, I, I always supposed if you're uh, against uh, big corporations to an extent, although as your book shows, all of a sudden the, uh, the, the, they absorb one another, uh, but there is probably going to be that, that lean politically. Yeah, I mean, craft beer sort of
1: started as a response to corporatization to all the big beer brands that all mostly tasted the same. I mean, it's, a, it's, it's an industry found, founded as sort of a, uh, uh, as a, as a piece of counterculture, so it's really not a shock that that counterculture would also tend to embrace progressive causes, which it has historically, but again, in the last couple of years, as, as you say, everything seems to be coming so hyper-politicized now. Um, and, you know, that's obviously very true coming out of the White House as well, and then, so we see some reaction to it from these, these bars and these brewery owners.
0: Well, I don't know whether it was Sam Adams' intent, but I always heard that uh, Sam Adams, maybe because of the revolutionary historical angle or whatever, was identified more with the uh, conservatives.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, that was just uh, Jim Cook, the founder of uh, Boston Beer, trying to create a counterpoint to Anheuser-Busch back in the 80s when he yeah. got going.
0: Okay, well, give us examples that you know of of where a brewery, a brew pub, a bar has become uh, obviously politicized. Well, in
1: Chicago, it's uh, it's pretty frequent at this point where you see a bar dumping uh, Miller Coors products because Pete Coors of the Coors family co-hosted a fundraiser for Trump. You see breweries uh, doing fundraisers for Planned Parenthood. Um, you see uh, breweries creating brands that outright mock uh, the current president of the United States. And now the... the sort of a hook for the story that was published today in in the Chicago Tribune is this ACLU effort to, uh, it's it's on the behalf of voting rights, Uh, but, you know, voting rights is not a nonpartisan issue at this point. As the ACLU says, they launched this, uh, what they call the people power project uh, to oppose what they see as outright hostility toward uh, voting access by the Trump administration and its allies. And so the People Power Project now has a beer component, and we've got 70, I want to say the number is up to 75 breweries from 31 states. Uh, all these different breweries across the country are making a beer called People Power to benefit this ACLU effort to uh, to support voting rights from coast to coast.
0: And give us uh, some specific examples you mentioned in the article about where uh, a particular uh, beer offering, either the name or the label is obviously any trump yeah there's a brewery here in chicago called spiteful
1: uh which is feeling well spiteful toward the president they made a beer called dumb donald uh to be fair they also have uh they have a, this came in a series of beers they have like a belligerent bill and chatty Kathy, and uh uh you know so forth giggling uh george or you know whatever uh, so they, they added the, the D in that family with Dumb Donald, and the, uh, there's, there's no mistaking the likeness on the label of that beer for who Dumb Donald is supposed to be. Uh, and there's a brewery in Chicago, Five Rabbit. They have a beer called uh Tupelo, which Spanish speakers know what I just said. Uh, and uh, for English speakers who don't speak Spanish, it involves uh, the president's hair. We'll just leave it at that. But, yeah, they're, 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 pretty, they're pretty forward about, it, about this, these breweries. And I, I said to, the, to several of the brewery owners and the, and the bar owners as well, I said, aren't you uh, concerned at all about alienating a certain part of your customer base? And they were pretty uniform that, no, this is, A, the, the, you know, the beer industry, is, it's, it's edgier than most. You, it, we, it comes with a point of view that you don't necessarily expect from most other corners of the hospitality industry. Uh, and B is that, you know, these are independent businesses. They don't answer to shareholders. And they operate the way they want to operate. Well,
0: I mean, plus in in Chicago, I imagine, I mean, uh, you know, how how many people are you going to alienate? But if you were in a more traditional part of downstate Illinois, it might be a little different. Yeah, very much so. I actually interviewed
1: the head of a brewer's guild for a southern state. He decided he didn't want to go on the record because he felt like he he had more to lose than to gain by talking openly about this. But he he comes from a state that reliably, though not always, uh, votes red, um, and he said that really, the, the, that breweries in his neck of the woods, just there's nothing to gain by wading into politics forcefully in that way, that, that it's just not a good idea for a brewery to do that kind of thing, but you make a good point here in Chicago, Hillary Clinton got, I want to say, was 84% of the vote, Trump got 12%, so yes, there there, there isn't a huge risk of alienating the uh, their local uh, customer
0: base. Are, are you aware, however, of any uh, people... Who were unaware of the politicization and were conservative, Republican, or pro Trump that, uh, very, uh, visibly walked out of a brew pub, uh, brew pub restaurants, other, uh, such endeavor because they, they saw the anti Trump stuff or any brewery or brew pub, uh, in your, uh, region or anywhere that has gone out of its way to, Uh, identify with president trump and or the republicans
1: uh no on the latter there's no one who has stuck their neck out for uh the president or or the gop here at least and i I don't think you find that as far as in the craft beer industry i don't think i don't i think that would be bad business anywhere in the craft beer industry even in what is typically a more conservative state because again craft beer was founded as somewhat of a countercultural thing and it attracts a lot of that audience It's certainly not 100% our audience um, But that would probably not be In, in the interest of a, any brewery To align too much With conservative politics And the answer to your first question Was yes um, Anecdotally uh, the There are bar owners Who say yeah I've probably lost a little bit of business By aligning myself with lefty causes uh, But it's, it's a small It's a very small amount of business And uh, you know My values uh, are important enough to me that i can I can handle losing you know uh, a few customers and the truth is is with you know here we are talking about it on the radio is in the Chicago Tribune today, uh, they probably you know it probably works out in their favor to a large degree too uh, just by raising the profile of the bar and then attracting new business that they maybe didn't have previously.
0: Well, you mentioned uh, Coors before, and I'm aware in the past of boycotts, even like at church carnivals, because you know Coors not aligned with the average worker. But uh, since its absorption by Molson, or at least uh, becoming a partner with Molson, I would have thought that the uh, uh, label would have been a little more blurred, since Canada is perceived as more progressive. Yeah, I don't. You know,
1: there's a zillion uh, factors going into things like that, and at that level, they're doing mostly everything they can to avoid any that? kind of political conversation. But that said, it's interesting to me that, that you see Fortune 500 companies all over the place uh, embracing LGBT equality and causes now. Uh, not politically, but in a way saying that we support people. You know, yeah. we're not going to discriminate against people no matter, you know, sort of what their own private choice is. And so in that way, that issue seems to me a lot less political, and it's just that there's been sort of a a societal evolution and embrace. And you see that, again, from, from the biggest beer companies, from the airlines, the hotel companies. It's just, that that has become a fairly mainstream issue at this point, I'd say.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Well, Josh Noel, fascinating stuff about beer. And as I said, we are the only radio station in the country that actually has a, a live beer show on the air where we taste beers every Thursday afternoon, just to let you know. Well, if you want me to come back on that, I will be happy to do it. Okay. Well, we'll invite you to Delaware. you write right for the trip uh, and trip papers about that. All right, thank you. All right, Josh Noel of the Chicago Tribune and author Barrel Age Stout and Selling Out.